Hey everyone, this is Kat. I'm the host of the Bay Baby and Co. podcast show. Not gonna lie, I'm taking a lot of deep breaths here as I share this episode with you guys today. Gonna be completely raw and vulnerable with you all. Um, So those of you that follow me on social media, I flew my daughter to the Bay Area from San Diego. She hasn't seen her dad in a couple months or um, since December. Um, And, you know, if you're just catching up to a lot of uh, my show now, my my daughter's dad and I, we are separated. um, And we co-parent in completely um, different cities. We're just really far away from each other. There's just all kinds of you know, um, challenges when you co-parent long distance. Sorry for all the sniffles, guys, on that one. (laughs) Not gonna lie again, I have been bawling my eyes out, you know, putting my daughter to bed tonight, knowing that, you know, her dad is gonna pick her up tomorrow morning. It's really, just really hard because I have never been away from her longer than two days. Um, and when he was visiting down in, in San Diego, I would, you know, go hang out with them a little bit, then go back home, you know. Um, we Like, my goal is absolutely Harley in this transition to be comfortable, to feel she's in a safe space, you know, with both parents during this transition. And that can be really tough, you know. Um, there were there have been lots of comments and questions and concerns about our life and of course yes it is our personal story our business and at the same time this is my story and if anyone has any questions about where her dad is in his life and what he is doing they're more than welcome to reach out for him and hear his personal story for but for of course for the sake of my podcast i'm going to share you Harley and my story. You know, co-parenting, you know, we separated at the beginning of last year, and I say separated because, you know, we we weren't married, there's not a divorce. Um, Separated sounds like the right word to use here. Uh, Beginning of last year, and the co-parenting and adjusting from different cities has been really hard. I personally don't know anyone who has had to co-parent in, you know, this our long distance situation you know I of course have friends that are single parents that co-parent in the same city but this is very tough for you know a million reasons and I have the things that have been challenging for us is of course straight up it's the schedule you know like having to schedule out you know how many months in advance on both of our calendars how to um, have him come see her what works for his schedule you know what works for harley's schedule because she's also in school she has soccer she has um, preschool slash daycare right off the bat i would say the best thing to do is work on your communication immediately you know and if you can't communicate properly with each other on how to co-parent then have a mediator you know, go to a family therapist, do counseling together, because that will absolutely save you so much stress and pain if you have a neutral party kind of like helping you guys work together. If not, then hopefully 
one or both of the parents can really sit down at different points, either on the phone or in person, and talk about what is best for their child or what they feel like is the best for them. And at the end of the day, it really is for what is best for the child. And in this situation, it's really hard. You know, um, I'm the custodial parent. You know, I have her full time. She's here. She's with me in San Diego and she goes to school. She has soccer. So it's very tough when, you know, um, and this is again, this is speaking from my perspective and it has there's no disrespect to what is happening in his life and how he does things. Again, you can very much talk to him about his, you know, his story. But for this case, again, um, it's tough because you get your your kids into this routine at home and, you know, they're just so used to how things are done day in and day out. And then, you know, depending how the schedule is, especially this long distance situation, it's like, um, how does that work? You know, do they fly back and forth? And how, like, um, how long do they stay with each parent then? And at, in this situation, what has been extremely challenging is she's only two years old. Another very rare case that I don't know anyone um, personally, you know, um, that is dealing with something like that. And and I will say I get a lot of, you know, people that try to empathize, of course, with our situation or have comments, opinions and so forth. And, you know, at the end of the day, like I've said before in, other, in my other shows is that, you know, no one will really completely be able to understand, of course, unless they're in your shoes. And when children are involved, it is just so fucking sensitive. There's just so many things that could cause pain and hurt and um, things could get very much uh, misunderstood between parties. There's just so many things that because it's such a very sensitive situation. So it very much helps when both parents can communicate they can use, you know, emotional intelligence. They can speak clearly to each other about, you know, things that they would love to have their kid, you know, either do or not do when they're with the other parent. Just all those things. Like, of course, I've been told, like, keep emotions out of it. Keep it very, like, straightforward. Like you're, you know, you're talking to a coworker. But also, that can be easier said than done. Again, this is a sensitive situation, so for other parents out there, don't ever feel like, you know, um, guilty that you have all these emotions that sometimes come out and you sometimes make a plan to want to talk to the other parent in a proper way and all these things, but shit hits the fan, emotions get involved. It's because there's so much love that you have for this child. And of course, you're always going to try to put yourself in the, uh, the perspective of the other parent and you try to, but it's going to take work. And it's only been, you know, not even a year um, of co-parenting this way. So it is going to take time. And as long as both patient, patients, I was going to say parents have patience, but you know what I'm saying? Um, parents have the patience to do that work. Um, to keep a respectable relationship with each other that is not saying you have to be friends and you have to invite them over to your house and like, you know, um, treat it like everything's all good, you know, in the hood. No, you do not, you know. 
um, depending on how you guys want to co-parent I love the transparency thing that's me I love good communication and if there's an issue to be brought up I love you know um, the texts if possible it's like okay I'm coming to bring your daughter like let's coordinate and talk about this like since I have her I know her routine so it's just like oh, okay I would never tell you how to do your job you're full-time this that and you're incredible at it you're professional because that's what you do well this is my full-time job I know her so of course you know whoever's the custodial parent give them a little leeway there because they do know also their routines and it's very important I feel like for kids especially at this age to have those routines and yes they're absolutely resilient they're adaptable you know but if you can make the best transition possible not saying everything will be perfect absolutely not but the best transition possible for the child when they're this young to go back and forth I would hope that you are all in to do that to do the work um, and when I say that, I feel like some people get sensitive, like, oh, well, what if they are doing more and they're just, you know, well, that's that's shown through action, right? And not only words. And um, when it comes to the trust thing, the loyalty, the respect thing, you can agree to disagree, but yeah, absolutely respect will be given. But I believe, and you could totally bash me on this if you feel like it's not right, but I feel like trust is all earned. Like, I would never just give my child to anyone and just be like, here, here you go. That would be an earned thing, you know, just because, of course, it's the protection of my daughter. It's how much I love her and want to take care of her. Not saying anyone would do anything wrong that's like, you know, another um, parent or family member. But that's just me as a mother. I'm being true and real to you as a lioness mother. I birthed her, y'all. And... <laughs> You know, for the other men out there that maybe feel sensitive, like, well, sh that's kind of harsh. Um, until you birth a baby out your vagina or your ass, then we can talk. There's a connection that is just different there. So tread lightly when you approach a mother with your comments, your opinions, you know, how you say things. Yeah, show empathy. And it's not always everything's going to be fine, everything's going to be okay. And, and I get that sometimes people just don't know what to say. Um, what I've learned about in my life coaching is that it sometimes even helps to say, hey, what can I help you with or how can I show support? Those are actually, like, it sounds nicer and I would say sweeter and it doesn't sound so um, flat of like, you're gonna be fine, you're gonna be okay, because what if you are not? And you really don't know if you can really handle it. Sometimes that moment, that's probably not the words you wanna hear. And the other question I get is, wow, you share a lot of your story, like, isn't this too personal? Aren't you worried about what other people say? All this and that, like, why are you sharing it? It's because through this whole journey and even 10 years of my journey, this is why I tell my story, is because I've felt, I've felt alone before and in so many ways. And I didn't feel like I had an outlet or tools or other podcasts at those times where I could actually listen and relate and feel like it could be a good tool to kind of get me through my situation. And, you know, so I'm sharing this because maybe it is a little bit relatable to you. Either 
you know someone that's going through this situation or you're about to go through this situation yourself or you've been through it, trust me, this story will help someone. Your story, if you're going through it, will help someone. And in this, you know, at this point, um, like I said, I'm the first to actually hear this story from anyone, like this long distance co-parenting journey. So yeah, um, I am not absolutely sharing this to like talk shit about anyone and, you know, talk shit about our situation because there, there's sometimes that little percentage of immature people that will think that. Absolutely not. It is to share a story. It is to share our truth, the journey of a mother and a daughter through co-parenting and becoming a single mom. And that's all it is. I just hope that our story, our journey through Bay Baby and Co, the podcast, the social media, everything that I share is to hopefully become relatable or guide someone going through it or help them feel like they're not alone either as a mother or a daughter or a parent going through this, that there are other people out there that are absolutely going through the emotions and the feelings and the challenges of something like this. And do I care what anyone thinks or says or who listens? And by the way, it's completely anonymous who listens to my podcast. I have been forgetting to bring that up, but I will post it again on, I'll post it on social media. It's completely anonymous. And it's just so funny that maybe um, some people are like, oh, I don't want her to know that I listened to this. No, I won't know if you listen to this. And you shouldn't care, right? You're listening because you're interested or for whatever reason, um, you're here, right? And hopefully you found some kind of um, something relatable to you that helps you in your journey. And do I care what anyone thinks about everything that I've gone through? I've got that question a lot, especially when I moved. Do I care what other people think about what happened to me and what I'm doing and what kind of parent I am? I don't give a flying, you already know what I'm going to say. I don't, right? Because I'm doing things the best of my ability. I call out my shit when I'm wrong. I take ownership and responsibility. I'm a great parent to my daughter. I'm trying constantly to work on myself daily, not even just the work. I am absolutely calling out, you know, the places that I need to heal and doing the work in that. You know, there's there's so much more when you are actually open and honest and raw, to your, raw on your journey to yourself and you take ownership of that when you fuck up, when you fail, when you have mistakes, and then absolutely do the work it takes to heal, and you can do better in your life for your kid, your partner, and so forth, so you're not stuck in the same pattern. You don't go doing the same thing you know, to someone else and the other person, the next person, especially if you have kids involved. Please, if you're another parent, I'm literally, I'm like hoping do the work to heal do the work daily to heal and work on yourself and do the best you can and seek out resources and tools because these children look up to you and everything you do trust me even at this age even at two even at one they their minds are growing so fast they are soaking up everything that they do and see and learn and behavior that it very much does affect them 
not saying oh shit now you're gonna fuck things up and whatever um hopefully you know when you need to do better and you need to change and you need to seek therapy and you need to get help because i honestly feel like you healing through all the shit that you've been through in your own life whatever has happened your upbringing how you were raised all that stuff if you have trauma I hope and pray that you find help or you seek help or you do the work to heal or it'll show up in other places like I've said before it'll trigger all these things in your relationship in your family and that could very much transfer to your children and that's what we don't want right we want to raise beautiful bright brave young children that are confident they're resilient that they love they unconditionally love and give back and show kindness right that's what i absolutely want for my daughter and i have to show up and i'm going to show up daily to do the work and she can see that i'm not perfect that i'm doing the work that she can do it too and it's okay if she messes up if she has mistakes and she fails she can get back up and try again and that i'll love her and support her and show my unconditional love to her but overall yes it's um definitely a challenging journey um, but if you're a parent that has gone through this and everything was smooth and you know you co-parented awesome from the beginning and agreed on everything and communication was really well i applaud you that's incredible you know then not sure if this podcast would be relatable to you in that sense too much but you know for me it was very challenging this was all very hard this was a very rough road um and the best you can really do through the really hard times as um, a single parent ask for help when you need help don't ever think you can just you just have to fucking do things on your own um and if you are doing things on your own without zero help shit like i get it my mom was stuck in japan like freezing cold of winter without my dad for several months with two kids didn't speak english so you know i've heard this i've heard her story and and i I mean, I've never been there and it's really tough. Like, you know, and she had told me she had to show up for herself. She had to fucking be strong for her, for her children. And she had to absolutely make it every day and, you know, mentally check herself to make sure her kids were okay. So it is hard. And sometimes as a parent, you just got to show up. You got to pick up, you know, um, pick your, it was like, pick your ass up. <laughs> really like get up off your ass and just try again and grow learn heal unlearn the shit that has happened to you in your past don't bring that shit to your next relationship you know or pass it down to your children really check yourself before you wreck yourself for reals you know um, that's all if you want to be the best parent you can be but overall coming back here after almost a year it was a lot of reflecting of you know how far Harley and I have come in almost a year. Like what happened when we landed in San Diego to where we are now, coming back to our freaking amazing friends that I have here, incredible friends like Harley's godparents that are so fucking amazing and supportive and loving that I just feel so much, um, man, I blessed i feel fucking blessed i i'm feeling so much gratefulness that i have these people in my life they're meant to be in our lives for this reason and these are the people that 
um, you know they were meant to be in your life through all of this, that no matter what happens, they're there for you. And that's a blessing, you know, through the, all the hardships that they will guide you the best they can. They will support you. They will call you out on your shit when you are wrong. That's a big thing for me. Um, and they'll help you get back up again. So coming back, it just, it wasn't a reflection of like, oh man, the last time I was here, it was like, yeah, I of course thought of it for a good amount of time, maybe like a week before we left, you know, I talked about it a little, but other than that, it's not like, yeah, I left and all this shit and all this drama and whatever. It's like, no, we, we left and we grew, we healed, we learned. I grew my business. I took on, you know, school again, and my why had grown stronger than ever. And the inner peace part, as hippie as it sounds, um, like I said, when I rang in the new year for 2021, just quiet, peacefully in bed with my daughter, safe and sound, complete peace and love in my heart. That that's all I could ever ask for: happiness, health. And I'm building our wealth, you know, um, those simple things. So coming back, that is how much I've changed. And I feel like I've learned through this whole thing. And yeah, I'm not perfect. And um, I am perfectly imperfect. We all are. And all I'm thinking is just how, again, grateful I am and how I'm looking forward to the rest of this year, how much more I can grow and heal and how much I wanna impact other lives with our story and show that all of our lives have so much possibility, so much opportunity and um, we very much can do everything that our heart desires and dreams for and live, live that life that we want whether you're single or not, you know, fucking love yourself and love yourself daily and do the inner work. Those are all the things that I've learned in this past year. So coming back, what is it felt? It's just absolute abundance for my life. And that's a big one. That's all I could ever hope for, like two weeks before my birthday. that's it for me guys that was your good night update i'm recording this usually a day or two behind when i post it but i'm just really thankful for all of you guys listening right now and um know that you can always reach out to me and email me or whatever questions concerns all those things and reach out on our, on my social media i'm always here uh, co at gmail.com our IG handle is the same co. a lot of incredible like interviews coming up guys I'm going to do an IG um, workshop live show with two other boss babe coaches there's a lot of cool events we're working on a lot of amazing projects to help empower you help you build your dream goals or feel that at least it's possible because you are possible and um sky's the limit guys so sending you all lots of love and 
hope you are home like safe and sound and sending just good vibes happiness health and wealth to you we will talk again soon thank you again for listening love you guys